0: and gentlemen welcome back to podcast room 303 i'm your host jermaine Colon mendez this is my co-host nicholas moran and as always we have with us epe on today's episode 147 we've got a lot of nfl news to get into the midpoint review is upon us the nfl trade deadline is upon us and boy was it an absolute banger of one uh, we'll get into a World Series update. Um, much like our World Series update, will be kind of rained out. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into pop culture. Pick 'em. Today's topic: top five movie lines. Uh, maybe not of all time, but your top five movie lines. With that being said, let, how you doing this evening, Nick?
1: I'm doing good. The mustache is coming into bloom. Uh, right for right for Movember. Uh, I want to hear your boys uh, Halloween costumes Jermaine I saw yours did you manage to get Eric out of the house for Halloween I tried all right so Eric was a homebody for Halloween uh, tell was, the tell, tell the people that at different home
0: than the other 365 days of the year
1: <laughs> yeah I mean yeah maybe probably not uh, Jermaine tell the people at home what your Halloween outfit was
0: so if you know me you know I don't really care for Christmas so, I naturally decided to dress up as the Grinch.
1: I was about to be like, the fuck does that have to do with Halloween, dog? For
0: Halloween, bro. The Grinch does not like Christmas, bro. Yeah, it was good. That's because people are not inclusive and they fucking let this green dude with a heart problem fucking live in a mountain by himself for ages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All because he doesn't look like them. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Uh, no, it was an absolute great time. The Grinch costume was a hit. And boy, the I was just, everyone was fascinated with me and what I was doing. So naturally, I had to teach the crowd how to Dougie. As the Grinch.
1: So you went out as the Grinch. Uh, I, went as the I went out as two things. I went to a disco party first. So I guess you can't really call that dressing up for Halloween. Um, then I went to, uh, I went to a black, I went to a, a a club that was advertised as a Halloween party. and it said it was a mask party, but it said, uh, costume's welcome. So I threw on a gray suit jacket. I threw on gray suit, suit pants. I threw on a white a nice white shirt. I went and, and the mustache and the long hair. I went as Don Johnson from Miami Vice. I walk in in this light gray suit jacket, these light grey pants, this white shirt, into a club of literally all black. Everybody is in black. The people that show up after me, all black. I left that party pretty instantly.
0: That was a disco
1: party? No, that no, that was the that was the all black slash costumes are welcome party.
0: DC is not fun. Nobody wore a costume, huh?
1: Nobody. Well, not to this party. I I realized that the same company put on two parties, and we went to the wrong one. (laughs) Well, that'll
0: do it to you, kids. (laughs) That will do it to you. How are you doing this evening, Eric?
1: Uh,
2: Doing good. Uh, Another week, another Eagles win. Uh, and, And honestly, I've never dressed up for Halloween. I know you guys are talking about your costumes, but I've only dressed up one time in my life. And that was uh, because uh, you and the boys peer pressured me in high school. So I just sagged my pants, went to the theater room, got some fake braids or dreads, <laughs> wrote all over my body an eat pen. And I was little Wayne for Halloween. And then I get home and my dad is like, what the fuck is on your skin? I was like, oh, I was I was a little Wayne for Halloween. He's like, just because you got a black daddy, don't mean, you black, Eric, stop doing that shit. Send me to my room. I was like, all right, so I guess that ends all the Halloween fun for me for the rest of my life.
0: Eric, um, as he is today, as he was as a child, was no fun. <laughs> is no fun. Will be no fun. Uh, he's the unfunnest to ever do it. Why did you not go out for Halloween, Eric? I uh, just, I don't I don't like Halloween, man. And I also like,
2: I'm just at that age where I don't like being out around all these people. Like clubs are too packed. <laughs> too many people. Like, if I can't do this, if I can't stretch my bows out, puff my chest out without bumping somebody, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> this is, and this then is the
1: same. He says he hates shots. Comes to Raleigh, and literally my friends are pissing him because he orders them shots for every single drink. How many shots did you order in Raleigh, Eric? Uh, so I don't know the amount of liquor. At least but eight pounds of shots. I know the amount that, you that I spent. killed Rory Burke. What's that? You damn near killed Rory Burke. Did I? Yeah, yes, dude.
2: Well, he kept telling me he was an EOD dude. I was like, ah, well, this guy's, you know, he's got a high tolerance. He's got a, you know, no, he doesn't.
1: (laughs) How (laughs) does that
0: (laughs) correspond? That's a bad
1: motherfucker.
2: That's a bad motherfucker.
0: That's how that corresponds. Yes,
1: I agree with you. He's a bad motherfucker, but that doesn't mean the motherfucker can drink. (laughs)
0: Most of the bad motherfuckers cannot drink like that because they do not
1: drink because they're doing bad motherfucker shit. They're training and working out and shooting guns and doing all that stuff.
0: In case you haven't noticed with Eric, who doesn't like drinking and doesn't like going out to fun places, uh, we we have a saying around here where, where we refer to him as FOS full of shit bro all you do is talk this way and then when we go out do the complete opposite bro (laughs) like you're so full of shit it's It's ridiculous it's just it is it is it is
1: truly ridiculous it truly is for you to be like i hate going out I i hate going to these places where i can't move my elbows
0: and then He's the one bumping in everyone when he goes to those places. He's the one fucking throwing shoulders. He's just like that. Motherfucker looked at me crazy. I was that's like, that's well, three bucks later, It's because you fucking hit him with your shoulder. That's why he looked at you crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big dude, man. Let me through. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> move or I'ma
2: move you. Is what I'm <laughs> oh
1: saying. Oh my god, dude! It's <laughs> lucky <laughs> that you hang out. It's big, lucky. Dude. It's lucky that you hang out with big people, Eric. Hey, man, surround yourself with who you want to be like, bro. That's Jermaine, we were strategically chosen as friends. Now, yours was more of a potential thing. He hoped you would grow up to something big. (laughs) But me, he saw me and was like, oh, yeah, I'm going out with you.
0: (laughs) Bro, my guy is so full of shit, as always. With that being said, we've now done a fantastic little eight-minute intro. Let's go ahead and get into this pop culture pick-em case you were not listening at the beginning of this podcast the topic is top five movie lines today's order will be nick eric
1: myself now i will toss it to you nick oh man dude i could complete this list of just arnold schwarzenegger lines um i would love to see you do it okay i'm gonna try to do it so i'll start with the movie commando okay there's, oh. a, there's a scene in commando oh. where early in the movie he tells a character sully that he's going to kill him last there's one point where he's at the top of a building and Arnold Schwarzenegger character is holding this character, Sully, over the building. And he says the following line. Hey, Sully, remember when I said I'd kill you last? And the guy goes, yeah, man. Yeah, you said that. He goes, I lied. And he drops him off the building. And that's my that's my first pick. Arnold. You can just type Arnold Schwarzenegger commando, Eric.
2: I'm not gonna spell Schwarzenegger, so I'm just gonna put Arnold Commando.
1: Eric Shu Boz Nega.
2: We're gonna we're gonna keep Whoa. it pushed. Ooh. Whoa, let's not
0: sound it out next. Shu sure. wars <laughs>
1: eh nega. Oh my god, chill. It's German. Oh, time out. It's German. Yeah. When have the Germans done anything bad? <laughs> chill with this sounding it out,
0: bro. Remember
1: <laughs> from The Simpsons? With sideshow Bob and he has the tattoo on his chest, die Bart Die. And he says, No, it's German for the Bart the and the parole board, the parole board goes, Oh, you know oh. what? Never mind. I'm sorry. That's funny, dude. Keep that's going, because that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be my second line, probably. All right.
2: Um with my first pick, it's probably <sighs> man. This is a tough one, but I'm gonna go with English,
0: motherfucker. Do you speak it by Samuel (laughs) Jackson
1: from Pulp Fiction?
0: Do television shows count, or we're only doing movies, right? Yeah. What's what's the ruling, Eric? Um, let's keep it to movies because it's easier. Yeah. So pro wrestling's out as well, right? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's to be the the man. Woo! You gotta beat the man.
1: (laughs) I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. That's another great line from that, Eric. When the thousands and,
0: uh, and thousands of Hulkamaniacs <laughs> run wild on you, brother. What you gonna do? All
1: right, I'm done. Those are great lines, though. Oh, dude, I dude, I can make this lit.
0: I could do all 15 with <laughs> Ric Flair quotes, bro. <laughs> all right, so uh, both good picks from from you. I'm going to go with one of my all-time favorite movies, Wedding Crashers. Um... I sit, quote this all the time. If you are my friends, then you know I've said this. Rule number 76, no excuses, play like a champion. It's a good one. It's one of my all-time favorites.
1: That's a, that's a good one. Also one taking over TikTok. Uh, You've left me in the rice paddies, taking grenades, John.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Face down in the rice
1: paddies, taking grenades, John.
0: <laughs> all right. And then... Um, Another one of my all-time favorite movies in We Were Soldiers, which arguably has the <laughs> yes. most amount of one-liners in cinema history. Obviously, that's hyperbole. I'm probably wildly wrong on that one. And I'm not even going to go for the comedic ones. The comedic ones is all about the timing, the place, the delivery. It's fucking outstanding. But I'm going to go with this one. Uh, I can't promise you that I will bring you all home alive. But this is this, I swear... Before you and before almighty God that when we go into battle, I will be the first to set foot on that field and I will be the last to step off and I will leave no one behind.
1: And what great cinematography in the movie, too, to show him early in the movie stepping on the battlefield and then like two hours later show him stepping off. Um, Can you give
2: me the movie for that one? I'm, we, I'm drawing a blank. We, we, were, we soldiers, were
1: soldiers. So I, okay. Yeah, just making sure. Dude, how more is a it, is a certified?
0: How more is a BDPL if I've ever seen one?
1: The the sergeant major, though, and that has two fantastic lines. When the young lieutenant is trying to pass him and he goes, beautiful day we're having, a eh, sergeant major? And he goes, how the hell do you know what kind of goddamn day it is? <laughs> and then later he tries to pass him again and he says, uh, oh, no, he says um, – something about the weather right what are you the
0: goddamn weatherman oh yeah no he says he says
1: he says good morning sergeant major and he says how the hell do you know what kind of goddamn morning it is <laughs> and then he goes and then the next the next thing he does oh my god kyle schwarber just annihilated a ball about 425 to center holy cow if you took kyle schwarber for mvp i hope you're happy
0: he even drew a walk in the first inning
1: yep so, and then there's a, there's a second quote where the, the young enterprising lieutenant comes up to the sergeant major and says, beautiful weather we're having today. Yeah, sergeant major? And he goes, what are you, a goddamn weatherman?
0: <laughs> First of all, that movie is worth the price of admission just for the lines. But then it's shot great. Mel Gibson is a big dick pipe player in that. Lieutenant Helmore, also big dick pipe player. It's Sam Elliott, right?
1: It is Sam Elliott, oh, yeah. yeah, as a okay. sergeant major.
0: So Sam Elliott plays the crusty old sergeant major who's got the one of the best mustaches in cinema.
1: I don't um, remember what his name is, but he has the feat of being the only person to ever jump into – the only person to ever do a, a jump in World War II, the Korean War, and Vietnam. Like you're a parachute about, you're jump. you talking
0: about who Samuel Elliott played, right?
1: Yeah, the Sergeant Major. Hal Moore. Was it Hal Moore? Oh, sorry. No, no, that's Mel Gibson's
0: line. That's Mel. I'm sorry. Hal Moore is Mel Gibson, right? That that line I I said was from Mel Gibson. That's why I was getting confused. Um. All right, on to you, Eric. Uh, right. Well, hold on. What, what, yeah, what, yeah. What? On
2: to me. So, wait, wait. No, no. no. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah, cuz cool. we got your we got the rule 76 and then we got your We Were Soldiers quote.
0: Yes. And now it's uh, all right I bet.
2: Uh so the 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 quote itself um leads to a monologue by Brad Pitt and it's probably one of my favorite monologues.
3: <laughs> yes. But,
2: but it's the Nazi ain't got no humanity. <laughs> and yes. then that whole monologue after is just gold.
1: gold so, I'm going to go stars, with man. the Nazi ain't got no humanity there's also from that movie. I feel like I can just quote "Move like quote be like, yeah, that was a great one, but here's another one. Right where he's got the he's got the German guy down on his knees and he goes, "Donnie, we got a nazi out here who wants to die for his country. Oblige him." Yeah. Or Dude, the that- best what I think is the best line from that movie, which is uh, so I'll go in. I speak the most Italian. Donnie, you speak the second. Brent, you speak the third. But boss, I don't speak any Italian. Like I said, third most.
2: <laughs> dude, it's funny how it's such serious dialogue, but Quentin can write such funny shit into it.
1: It's so great, dude. Especially, and like, like, that movie makes you, like, Christoph Waltz is the best villain in that movie. He makes you cringe. Oh my Jesus, Philly just hit another one. How Reese Hoskins. How many is that? are open that's,
0: five. Five? that's five.
1: Five. Yeah. Seven oh. Holy cow. Don't pitch to this man. No, just walk the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pitch to him.
0: Although if they walk, they'll never uh they'll never finish.
1: Why is McCulver still in this game? He's given up six home runs. Or five home, five home runs, excuse me. All right, my turn. Alright, I said I'd go full Arnold quotes. So there's a quote from Terminator 2 when Arnold comes back. Uh, There's great quotes in Terminator 2. But I'm going to use the one, uh, the iconic one, where he says, Hasta la vista, baby. Uh, My third one. All right, we're going to go jingle all the way. Where he uh, is trying to go get a toy. And one of his friends has a cookie. And Arnold Schwarzenegger uses the line, Put that cookie down now. And Eric, over to you.
2: What what, what was that? Jingle all the way?
1: That was jingle all the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing this all in Arnold quotes, dude.
0: Get down. They're after the taco. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) in. Little tortilla
1: boy. (laughs) That's such a great stand up.
0: Weibo Splash for men who shave their balls.
1: (laughs) That's so great.
0: Oh,
2: my God. All right. uh, With my next pick, I'm going to keep it uh, going with the Tarantino theme. I'm going to go with the quote from Jackie Brown. Um, Ordell goes, AK-47, the very best there is. When you absolutely, positively got to kill every motherfucker in the room, accept no substitutes.
1: That's a good one. Uh, also, another great line from that movie is when they're rolling in the car, he goes, you know what I like about uh, a European hamburgers? You know what they call a quarter pounder in France?
0: <laughs> a royal
1: oh, royale yeah. with cheese. That's Pulp Fiction, right? Oh, yeah. is that pulp fiction? Pulp-, yeah, pulp fiction? Yeah, that's Pulp Fiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, Travolta. Travolta re- delivers that. Yeah.
0: One. What was yours, Eric? Jackie Brown. One of the least oh, watched movies by oh. Quentin. Jackie. Quentin Tarantino made a Jackie Brown movie? Yeah, he did. Yeah.
2: With Pam Greer and Sam and Robert De
0: Niro
1: and yeah 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 all right that's the one movie I can't quote here Jermaine over to you it's my pick already it is
0: oh all right okay so uh we're gonna go to Django Unchained here oh uh, and it's one of the hardest lines in cinema history I like the way you die
1: boy that's good there's also a uh, there's also a quote from Samuel Jackson that I cannot say. So I'm going to bleep the parts of the line that I cannot say. And it's when Django for J- Django being played by Jamie Foxx first comes up to the house, the the Candy Mansion, right? And Leonardo DiCaprio who's playing Monsieur Candy comes up and he welcomes both Christopher Waltz and Django into his house. And Samuel Jackson comes out and they say that they want to put Django in the big house. And he goes that N word up on the nag, you want me to put him in the big house? And oh, that man. whole exchange between the old black butler that is Samuel L. Jackson and Leo DiCaprio is an amazing uh is amazing in that movie. Did you see how I stepped over all those landmines so expertly? Yeah,
0: I don't know why you didn't just sound out Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of that.
1: That would be inappropriate.
0: <laughs> all right, Jermaine,
1: your fourth pick.
0: Um, man, my fourth pick, huh? This is a lot. Like, what's so funny is that you quote movie lines all the time, and then when it comes down to to put up or shut up time, you you struggle with it. Um, I get. I'm gonna go with the line from Emperor's New Groove, and there's this old man with the hunched over back and a cane um and just this ridiculously long hat coming off of him and um old buddy played by what's his name john goodman i forget his name but he's walking up and he's just like don't go in there and he's like explaining what happened and he does this weird little hand gesture and he says and he threw me out the window <laughs> and it just my brothers and my dad would die laughing every time this line was delivered no no hesitation no reason uh it was just a a truly hysterical fucking line to me
1: that's a great one the villain also in that one has a line where she goes pull the lever crunk and he pulls it and she as she's plugged down the tunnel she goes wrong
0: lever that's one of my all-time favorite movies dude (laughs) i i love that movie too dude that's a good movie I, That's for it. Sure. That's it for me. It's right. It's back to you,
2: Eric, or do I have back to Eric. All right. Uh, should I miss the the one you said, but I'll go back and get it here in a sec. Uh, man, this is tough. Probably just because of of the scene itself, but when Marcellus says I'm going to get medieval or how medieval on your ass? Is that how you'd pronounce that? I don't for
0: know. For what this is your quote?
3: Marcellus
2: Marcellus He's like I'm gonna get medieval on your ass
0: Are you talking about from Gladiator?
2: No Pulp Fiction
0: Mm -hmm. When he's got
2: the ball bag and he closes the door
0: Oh wow Was that it? Yeah I'm not even sure what the line
1: was I'm not even sure what the line is either
0: It's Fucking
1: it's, what, Eric, Eric, I don't know why you're asking us. It's your line. You get to no, pick any line in movies. I
2: know it's it's Bing Rhames' character, the guy that ball gags him and all that shit. Right. And then when he finally gets free, he closes the door. He's like, "I'm gonna get medieval on your ass." And the scene cuts. Yeah. You know? right.
3: Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean... <laughs> we we know. <laughs>
2: we, uh, we, you guess
0: we know the scene you're talking about, but you were asking us about the line. I was just like, I don't know.
1: A, Pock all right. So there's so there's a scene in True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, where uh, Arnold is a spy, and Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't know, but she gets wrapped up in it. Inevitably, uh, Bryce Harper just missed a letter high fastball that he would have annihilated. Um, she finds out that he's a spy. And he comes to rescue her in this hangar full of guys. And he comes in and he shoots two of them guarding her. And as they're walking, as he's getting her out to the plane, she sees all these dead bad guys around her. And she goes, oh, my God, did you kill all these people? And Arnold Schwarzenegger responds with, yeah, but they were all bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, dude.
2: That's like my
1: favorite Arnold movie. True Lies is a great movie. It's like my favorite Drew Arnold movie. Because it is, it is Arnold making fun of Arnold movies.
0: Yeah, uh, It's still
1: Twins for me. Twins. Twins is good, too.
0: Him
1: you and, and I. We're brothers.
0: Him and Danny DeVito, it just makes no sense, dude. <laughs> um, Is that your last pick, Nick?
1: Oh, no, I do have a last pick. I'm sorry. Uh, So there is... Oh, my God. What is the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger... Total Recall. There's a movie in Total Recall where Arnold Schwarzenegger is also a spy. Are you seeing a theme here? But he has his brain messed with, so he thinks he's just a normal construction worker on Mars. He finally figures it out, and he's been married to this woman, a very gorgeous blonde chick, big tits. And he comes back to the house and she doesn't she thinks he doesn't know, but the order has gone out to burn him. They have to kill him. And he comes into the house and he turns around to do or he's like turning around to do something. She he turns back around and she has a gun in his face or he has a gun in her face. And she realizes that he's got him. And she goes, but darling, we're married. And Arnold shoots her through the head and goes, consider that a divorce
0: <laughs> yo that's legitimately a hard ass <laughs> line bro
1: <laughs> i even i even have some like i even have some honorable mention arnold lines when we get down with this. I,
0: I wish i remembered what some of the lines were but if you've ever seen the second movie in the olympus has fallen franchise the one oh, that london one, has fallen the london has fallen one Yo. There's there's Gerard some great... ba- butler gets you rock hard in that movie, bro. Yeah. I'm just like he's a bad man. I'm like That's I actually a bad like man. those That's a bad movies man. though. They're so.
1: good movies, yeah. <laughs> all right, Eric, I think it's back to you. Yeah, all right. So Eric like, "Remember that one scene in that one movie where that one guy said that one thing? That's my next pick."
0: Yeah, how do that you, is. How do you say it? That's my next pick.
1: <laughs> you got it right, Nick, right on the head.
2: All, all right. right. Um so I was going to do all Tarantino movies, but I can't leave out my favorite movie of all time. Watch this movie like two or three times a year. I honestly think it's the best movie ever made. Beetlejuice? No. But <laughs> um Holy so Christ. the obvious quote, when I say the movie, everybody's going to think my favorite quote is the obvious quote. It's not. But my favorite movie of all time is Fight Club. I know you guys are thinking probably first world fight club and talk about fight club, second world fight club, do not talk it's about fight club. That's not it.
0: It's not yeah. it's a good line, but it's my
2: favorite was, line from that movie is I wanted to destroy everything beautiful I'd never have. I don't know why that shit stuck with me when I was a kid, but that's like my all-time favorite movie line.
0: That's why he hates Halloween. <laughs> that's what it is, yeah. Fucking, I fucking all hate you guys. <laughs> he really does. He does hate me, ladies and gentlemen. all right let me see Uh, let me see if you guys can guess this movie and i'm gonna try to bust off my retired acting chops well 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 retired but let's give it a shot
1: here hey you're a a stage actor (laughs) let
0: me tell you something you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life.
1: That's Rocky it 3. Ain't it ain't
0: about how no. hard you hit. It's about how hard
1: you can get hit and keep moving forward. What's that? What's is that Rocky 5 with Tommy Gun? It's Creed. When he's talking to his boy, isn't it? No, no it's is,
0: not. This it's... is Rocky Balboa when he's talking to his son. Mm. When he's talking he's... to
1: Tommy Gunn, right?
0: Was that the name of his son?
1: I thought so. I don't know the name of his son. That any way life's going to hit you. That,
0: you got to keep going. That monologue is fucking fine, It is good,
1: it's yeah.
0: Like, and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And not yeah. pointing fingers saying, you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or nobody. Or nobody. Cow- <laughs> Cowards do that. And that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son. And Ooh. you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life.
1: Was this best? All right, we got to throw, Eric, on on there later. We got to throw best speeches in movie history.
0: Oh, dude. The best speech in... in, um, Say it. Cinema history. I don't think it's film. I think it's on television. It's when... um, Have you ever seen the newsroom?
2: yeah yeah where he says america's not as great as people say it is yeah
0: oh my god that speech will light a fucking fire under your ass so you tell me where is america great that's the greatest thing i ever heard because america is fantastic but it's got flaws right hey and here's the thing everyone here hates it now because they've been brainwashed by colleges and school it's It's actually pretty amazing to see how well a job they've done. But never forget that everyone still risks life and limb to make it to this country. Everyone in this country likes to talk about white privilege. But the privilege you have just being born here is staggering. Fire.
2: Why do I think so many people want to come here? Anyway. Here's a great line I thought that nobody said. Um, man, I can't remember exactly what it's from. But Eric,
1: even. I did all Arnold lines.
2: Uh, he, uh, Any man who dies with a clean sword, I'll rape his fucking corpse. You guys remember that?
1: No. Epic line. There's a line in Gladiator at the beginning of it when they're going to the battle in Germania.
0: Eric thinks that movie sucks, by the way.
1: When he's, when he's talking to his cavalry. And if he says, ride with me, and if you find yourself riding with the warm sun on your face, riding through your fields, for you are an Elysium, then you are already dead.
0: I I fucking love that movie, dude. Yeah, he, I mean, it's
1: it's Gladiator, so you can go with, are you not too detained?
0: It's just not why you're here. Speaking of movie speeches. Right.
1: Yeah. My name, oh, bro. What are we doing?
0: says his name, bro. What you do we need? We need to do movie speeches. speeches movie do we speeches? need to do movie speeches as another category. Since, since we couldn't do movies, we got. I mean, sorry. Since we couldn't couldn't do television, I guess we got to do a pop culture pickem for television. Um, do you guys? So, just for clarification,
2: a speech slash monologue, or it has to be like a scene where they're delivering a speech, like?
0: Yeah, that's what.
1: What? No, no, you just said no, the same no, thing. No. I don't know. He
0: was talking about actually delivering a speech. In no, a like,
1: the, like the Joker's like, the Joker, when he comes into the ballroom and he's like, can I see how I got these scars? Like, that's a great movie speech.
0: Okay. He goes, so, he goes on a, his, like, spiel and then right. something happens. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Not okay, like, so not like monologues Sel- will do. Selma, not like Selma and Martin Luther King's actually <laughs> up there giving <laughs> right. a speech, bro. right?
1: Right. Although, I will take Independence Day as both.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- that one <laughs> passes. So, here's yeah. the thing. It can be a speech. It can be both. It, it can be. Or <laughs> Canelo It does not have right. to be. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, Ooh, that puts an end quote. to our pop culture pickem. Uh My honorable mention is Bond, James Bond. Um, yeah. Eric, go ahead and read our list back, please. Uh, can I get your fourth pick? For some <sighs> reason, it deleted it, and I can't put it back in. It's the and he threw me out the window in Emperor's New Groove.
1: And yeah, he does a little <laughs> It's fucking hysterical, bro. Uh,
0: any
2: any honorable mentions? You Nick?
1: I mean, more more than I want to mention. I'll go back to Commando for just one of them. There's a main bad guy, and he's fighting him, and he kicks him back and then throws a steel pipe through him, and it hits an air duct, and steam starts releasing out of it, and Arnold Schwarzenegger hits him with. Sully, you're too stressed. You need to let off some steam.
0: (laughs) Martin Schwarzenegger is the king of the one-liners, bro. (laughs) It's so funny, man. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll hit
1: another one. Batman and Robin. He's he he plays Mr. Freeze.
0: He he
1: comes in to steal a diamond. He hits all the cops. Well, first of all, he has two great lines. He hits all these cops. Right before he activates his freeze ray, he goes, now freeze. And he hits everybody. (laughs) And then he goes, he goes. And before he's about to try to hit Batman with it, he hits a line. he goes, you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. (laughs)
0: First of all, Batman and Robin was such a dope movie as a kid.
1: Oh, I love that
0: movie, dude. Oh, dude, I dude. Nipple, <laughs> accurate, nipple yeah. Batman, bro. Nipple Batman. Let's bro, we go, should
2: bro. just do one-liners like, and do nothing but Arnold and The Rock movies. See how many we can come I up with. I don't think
1: The Rock has that good of one-liners. Though. I don't think so. Good yeah, Arnold, they're, not a, they're not Arnold, Arnold classic. Incredible. They're not no, Arnold. They're not.
2: I, I have a I have an audible mention. It comes from uh, our boy from Texas, Matthew McConaughey, in the movie Days Infused. All right, all right, all right. No, no, no. The other one. No.
1: Stop it. Eric <laughs> no for those of you who right. know you know no Eric bad
2: <laughs> if you know you know anyway so the list
1: is let me grab my <laughs> spray bottle Right.
2: <laughs> uh, Arnold's uh, Nick went pretty much Arnold theme or did go Arnold theme he had the an Arnold line from Commando where he lied about killing him last uh, Hasta La Vista Baby from T2 uh, uh, put that cookie down now didn't go all the way yeah but they were all bad true lies I consider that a divorce, total recall. <laughs> All great one liners, Jermaine had. Uh, or I had, uh, English motherfucker. Do you speak it for Samuel Jackson? Nazis ain't got no humanity. Um, uh, in Inglorious Bastards, AK 47, the very best there is. And Jackie Brown, uh, I'm gonna get medieval on your ass, Pulp fiction. And I want to destroy everything beautiful I never had. At Fight Club, Jermaine had rule number 76 wedding crashers. Uh, we were soldiers. quote, I like the way you died, boy. Django Unchained. And he threw me out the window, Emperor's New Groove. Hold on, I, lastly, want you,
0: I want you to read this one as you typed it, though. Which one? The very last one. Read that Read that one letter for letter.
2: <laughs> Rocky Bobo, Rocky Socking to Huss Son.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: man, sometimes when those fingies get golden, you can't stop. Oh, my speed
0: typing, bro. <laughs> hey, man. The brain is a wonderful thing, and it can still read that properly. (laughs) That's so wild. All right. So that wraps up our pop culture pick top five movie lines of all time. Let's go ahead and get into our World Series update. I'm going to toss it to Nick. He has a little um, topic
1: he'd like to discuss. Yeah, we really got to talk about this. All right. So game two of the World Series was in Houston. All right. The home plate umpire was a guy named Pat Hoberg. Pat Hoberg called a perfect game behind the plate. His first time umpiring a World Series game, he called a perfect game. What that means is that he called all pitches correctly, balls or strikes, all 129 pitches in the game, he called correctly. That seems low. It seems really low, actually. What was that? 129 pitches?
0: No, no, I think it was 129 strikes and then 100 and something balls.
1: Yeah, because both two, teams threw. Yeah. Okay, so he he called probably close to 300 pitches correct. Yeah. Now, this yeah. isn't the first time that Mr. Hoberg has done this. Early this year, he was one missed call away from calling 122 of 123 strikes correct in a Phillies-Rockies game. The only blemish was a strike that he called a ball. Hmm. So now now we like to ask, we, we, we like to crap on umpires, right? Because if you really take events in a baseball game, there's probably, at least as a home plate umpire, there's at least two, let's just say 250 events in a baseball game. The umpire, the average of umpires in the MLB. Can you guys guess what it is?
0: Mm, uh, I mean, I actually know it. So I'm going to Eric, Eric here.
2: We talked to pre-show. I know it. I
1: can't. Oh, well, Eric, you're not very good for the magic of, of, <laughs> of live TV. Are you? All right. So umpires get it. Correct. 96% of the time. They get calls correct 96% of the time. That's insane to me. But still, shout out to Mr. Hoburg, A perfect, first World Series game, and he calls it perfect. Shout out to you. He said, hey, Robo Umps, they ain't coming in yet.
0: So here we go. He said, uh, called ball accuracy 100%. Called strike accuracy, 100%. Zero of 89 called balls were true strikes. Mm-hmm. Zero of 40 called strikes were true balls.
2: So I have something here for you guys, and I just want to get your opinion on it. We all watch sports. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Nick, I, I, Nick, I don't know if you, if you can agree that 92% or whatever you said is called correctly, but I'm going to give you some stats here. The NFL claims... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's wrong All right, the wrong NFL the claims get-go.
2: that refs are accurate on 98.9% of calls <laughs> no Hell way no! Nah. they're holding nah. on
1: every play There's zero. They, they should take every play and the play that flags are called and that's the umpire's accuracy
2: and then the NBA claims 95% accuracy in their I, games
0: I actually do believe that one
1: though I believe that one too
0: The NBA gets a lot right. They get a lot of calls right. It's just NBA fans are very good at being like LeBron and Tim Duncan and uh, Brooke Lopez the other day, acting like they've they've never seen a correct call in the history
1: of their lives. Also, as my father likes to say, there's never been a foul committed in NBA history. No, Tim Duncan's never committed one. So it it (laughs) makes it seem like when the player commits a foul, he's (laughs) – Like there, so that's this
0: is is Tim Duncan every time,
1: yeah. (laughs) Every time there's never been a foul committed in NBA
0: history. He's my favorite person to talk about when it comes to like Tim Duncan's never committed a foul till this day, he's never committed it. I, I have a do you
2: think that that NBA stat though is is like on on player fouls? Because, bro, Jermaine, you could attest to this. How many times a game do you see travel or do you see? A double dribble.
0: They got, they, that was part of the rule changes to make games faster. They stopped caring about carries and travels. You, I know you're not upset, Mr. Allen Iverson is my favorite fucking player.
2: Name one time he traveled and they didn't call
0: it. Name it. I can name (laughs) all the times he carried every single time I watch him go. How are
2: you supposed to go this way and then back this way really fast without having the ball go over your
0: head a little bit? It's a necessity. Oh, they literally, dude, oh, it's in the Tim Donegan documentary.
1: It's Captain Tim,
0: full of shit over here, bro. <laughs> it's in the Tim
1: Donegan documentary. They talk about Allen Iverson carried all the time, and they're going to call him in the game. They basically just said, we're going to call it, and then we're going to win bets. That's it. That's all
0: Tim Donaghy all- did, bro. And Tim Donaghy is actually... A fantastic official. I remember thinking that when he was doing it. I was just like, damn, I actually never really thought he was fixing games. But there's that's, that's the thing. It's a human whoa, whoa, whoa. element.
2: He never fixed games. He just relayed information over to a guy. And that guy took that information if and made go, lines.
0: If you go look at his calls, the calls that's he made right. were accurate. Right. They were correct. The he problem is, is the them. NBA never calls them. So that's the you know that's the issue now is the NBA directing their officials not to call carries and travels yes Eric I agree with you on that one we bitch about it all the time bro the moving screen is up there as well right yeah, seriously but from what they're instructed to call and the calls they actually make the NBA is around 95 percent and plus and plus Don't. Eric
1: how many how, how many baseball bats do you see? where we, we have been so spoiled as baseball fans in the modern generation because some intern slapped a freaking box up on up on a screen, which doesn't reflect a true player's height, a true umpire's strike zone. It, it's just a box. And if the ball's not in that box, we're like, that's a ball. But yeah. like it is truly based off of below the numbers and above the knees, right? And wow. corner to corner on the plate. That is a strike zone.
2: Yeah, I actually don't I actually think baseball would be like if these guys are trained properly, it would be the easiest one because you have a direct
1: line of sight, you're right there, you're not looking at other things, that's what you're focused on. Well, but that's what what I'm saying is that how you can watch you can watch an inning of baseball where a pitcher strikes out the strikes out those three guys and you could see at least one ball in there. So even if he throws nine pitches all for strikes, you can there's one on the corner that you're gonna be like,
3: mm,
2: I don't yeah. know. And the only reason I brought it up was because the other day, and I'm actually going to make fun of Joel Embiid, the other day I watched this dude, you know how you defensive three seconds? I literally watched this man stand in the paint and stare off.
0: Just chilling.
2: Just chilling. Just stare off into the <laughs> stands. No movement. I wasn't aware of anything going around him. The, off, the, the offense and the defense kept going. Joel just standing there. Clearly longer than three seconds, no whistle was blown. So, I mean, it's just, you know.
0: But how close was the defender, though? Not at Not all? Very- I'm sorry, or I mean if he was the defender, how close like Joel
2: had his arm up like this and was staring into the stands and his arm wasn't touching it. I'm assuming if you're seven feet tall, it's at least three feet away, your arms. I don't know, two and a half feet.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's an optical illusion. (laughs) Um no,
0: yeah. I agree. Now, do we want them to call a more accurate game? I actually don't know if we do. I do. You know how unwatchable sports would be if they called everything correctly? 100%.
1: 100%. There's holding on every NFL play. There is a penalty on every NFL play.
0: Bro, the scores would plummet back down to the 90s.
1: I mean, bet the under. I'd love that's that. What,
0: that's what was happening in the 90s. The refs were calling all kinds of shenanigans. And and then the players were just beating the fuck out of each other. <laughs> so like, the refs were like, yo, you're running out of fouls. He's like, well, then call it. The Jordan rules. <laughs> yeah, man. I think we give refs an incredibly hard time. It's 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 as thankless a job as police officer or or teacher or you know. But they they're up there in pressure situations, and we expect perfection as here's,
1: creatures that are not perfect. It's pretty. Stabbing. Here's my, here's my thought. You know who gets absolutely no love? Intramural referees. Like they're not even getting like, they don't have jobs as like doctors and lawyers. They're just out there for the literal love of the game. They're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get paid 20 bucks to go have college kids yell at me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think whenever intramurals, like they throw people out, I'm like, good. Fuck those people. A
1: hundred percent dude. In my younger years, I was like, fuck intramural referees. And now I'm like, now if I'm like in my men's league and I start to like get grumpy at an umpire, like, make a bad call. I'm like, well, I could not be playing baseball because he could have not showed up. Like,
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, you're also <laughs> not professional. There's no money on the line. There's no awards. There's no accolades. Like, you paid money to come here and swing a ball. You know right. what I
1: mean? Like, right, 100%. Yeah, I'm at, a, I'm at a negative right now.
0: All right, so now that we've talked about Hoiger, uh, right? What, Hoger? Hoiger? Hoberg. Hoberg. Now that we talked about Holberg and his very impressive uh, performance in the World Series, let's get into the actual series itself. Stroh's Phillies tied 1-1, headed to Philadelphia. Rain delay post- postponed Game 3, which I thought would be hugely beneficial to the Stroh's bullpen you and, and their pitching both. staff. So I said to the group chat, now erroneously, hammer the Stros," And um, it's, you know... <laughs> It's not looking so good anymore. Can anyone tell me what the score is right now?
1: It's 7-0. 7-0. Yeah, 7-0 Phillies.
2: 7-0. Why is this dude 24 years old, but he looks like he's 55? Brandon Marsh.
1: Well, Beards also will do the, that to you.
2: The youngest player to Homer for the uh, Phillies in the World Series.
1: Well, Beards will do that to you, Eric.
2: Did he just go? Oh, no.
1: Uh Yeah, so both games in Houston started out the same way right they started out with the astros jumping ahead five nothing and then the phillies battled back with jt Rio this it battled back jt romito hitting a uh home run in the top of the 10th inning to win the game for the phillies six five in game one uh and then the astros won game two uh, by basically dominating and then holding it on early with their bullpen jermaine's absolutely right this rain delay, I was like, that's not good. You're giving Astros pitchers another day to rest, you're giving Justin Verlander's old bones another day to sit around, and we won't see Justin Verlander until tomorrow. But man, I thought this was going to be a death a death toll or a, a death toll for the Phillies, and the Phillies came out here smacking the baseball. Up yeah. 7-nothing on 5 home runs. I guess
0: the rest benefited Philadelphia. So let's say the score holds true. Can someone give me inning and outs right now?
1: I believe it's top seven right now. It just went top seven.
0: Okay. So let's say the score holds true and Philadelphia takes this win. How are you feeling with your Philadelphia bet?
1: There's three more games in Philly. Or there's two more games in Philly.
0: Right. So you're still comfortable with a 4-1. You don't. 100%.
1: One hundred percent, yeah. If they keep hitting the baseball like this, I mean, also, okay, uh, uh, all right. So
0: here's game five, by the way. So these are the matchups. Today Who's... was McCullers versus Suarez?
1: Valdez uh, is next.
0: Uh, Javier versus Nola is game four, and then Verlander versus Syndergaard is game five.
1: So here's the thing, look, Noah Syndergaard is not what he used to be, and Justin Verlander is every bit of what he used to be. He gets better. He's like a fine wine. He gets better with age.
0: I thought uh, Verlander sucked in the World Series.
1: Uh, Verlander I mean, gives just, He has.
0: He just got lit up in Game One.
1: Oh yeah. By the way, this is one of the greatest stats of, of of history, right? Madison Bumgardner can enter into the game right now. If he were pitching for the Astros, he could enter into a World Series game. He could give up twenty three straight home runs and get zero outs. And he would still have a lower ERA than Justin Berlin.
0: That's ridiculous, bro. <laughs> he, 23 straight home runs is an insane number <laughs> to say out loud. So, oh, that's crazy. Honestly, I was not expecting this from the Phillies, but this game three performance has reinvigorated my initial Phillies stance. I thought that rain delay was going to be, fuck them. So um, at, at the very minimum, it is still a very even playing field. And that's how I'd like it. We've got two more games at home. Schwarber's alive. Harper's alive. And everyone else is coming up with timely hitting. I don't expect them to hit five home runs in a game again. But, um, you know, Philly's winning is looking pretty good. So that means everyone needs to start saving their money because it's about to go topsy-turvy in the United States financial markets.
1: When does Mattress Max stop betting the Astros?
0: Never. Uh, never. He's that man's old. addicted to losing money. He's old and rich.
1: <laughs> My question is, how much money is that man making for him to keep losing these sums of money?
0: He actually owns Mattress Firm as a whole. So he's he's laundering owned. money for the so U.S. He's government He's actually uh, secretly um, a CIA agent. And that's where all his money stems from. All right, so let's... Mattress... Get-
2: Mattress Mac's net worth currently is $300 million.
0: (laughs) Drops in a bucket, and then he just writes it off on losses. That's so funny, bro. (laughs) Are the Strohs, if the Strohs lose this series, are they the new Dodgers?
1: No. 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 There's no way. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers, didn't they lose six out of seven?
0: Yeah, the Strohs only have one World Series, don't they?
1: Right, but... Have the Strohs been to the Strohs Have only been to three World Series.
0: Oh, you're saying the Dodgers lost six of seven World Series? I thought they did, right? I don't think so. I don't think they qualified. For what that what
1: is what is Dave? What does Dave Roberts have? Let's let's see here. I mean, yeah, if 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 their records are the same, then yeah. I mean, I feel like Because the right, Dodgers, I, I, I'm going to stop looking up, I'm going to stop looking up for stats. The
0: World I'm
1: going to stop looking up stats. Yes, if the Astros lose this, yes. They so, won one World Series when they had a good young team. All right, that's and now that's just like we we expect them in the World Series, but they can't. Dusty Baker is not a good playoff manager.
2: The uh, Dodgers are seven out of twenty-four all time for the World Series. So they've won 7 out of the 24 times no, they've been no, there.
0: No, we're not talking about Eric. historical. Yeah, we are. Oh, you, the, you, we're, we're only
2: the, shitting on Dave Roberts? All
0: right, we'll, we yes. can go back to that. I'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm this down to some... shit on Dave Roberts. That's oh, what we love. Eric, to that's do what you on this podcast. <laughs> we
1: shit on Dave Roberts.
0: <laughs> we actually have a t-shirt that says shit on Dave Roberts. Yeah, and literally it's he... just
1: Dave Roberts with shit on his head.
0: It's it's a toilet painted to look like Dave Roberts' mouth. Why is Dusty
1: Baker what wearing batting gloves? Because it's cold, bro. What? So wear gloves, Dusty. Well, he didn't bring gloves. <laughs> it's garbage. He's a garbage personal assistant then.
0: He has a garbage personal assistant? Yeah,
1: they should have brought him gloves.
0: Or he's a fucking decent human being and said, yeah, just give me the baseball all, gloves that no. are right there. First of
1: all, batting gloves don't keep you warm. What Dave you got, Roberts
2: Eric? is one out of three
0: in the World Series.
2: In the World Series. And... It should be point five out of three.
1: Yeah. Because when you only play five, sixty yeah. games in baseball. Point five out of two and a half. That doesn't count. That, that's Tr-
2: like playing four weeks
0: in the NFL and saying you're a World Series. Or Tr- a Super Bowl trust World. me, the Rockies All Star Game all agreed with me.
1: I don't when think I, they did.
0: When I fucking <laughs> bodied all the Dodgers fans, bro. <laughs> Rumor has it they're still sitting there dumbfounded. Um all right, let's get into the NFL trade deadline. We'll do the midseason review with the week eight review, it's for uh, on the next episode. So, NFL trade deadline.
1: Um, Have you guys ever seen a trade deadline more active than this
0: in the NFL? Yeah. No.
1: I don't remember seeing a week a week before the trade deadline this active. Like this was it shocking. is. Like Robbie it is incredible. Anderson
0: like kicked it off. And everyone was just like, oh, it's Robbie Anderson, right? And then all of a sudden C M C got traded for a, a cash cow of picks. Yeah. I mean, you got a second, third, a fourth, and then what was the sixth the a next six,
1: year? Yeah, six next I year. I mean, if
0: you do like the the pick calculations, the second, third, and fourth equals at least a first and a half. Right. For CMC. Like that's outstanding valuable for a veteran oft injured. Uh you know, I mean, he is arguably the best running back in football still though so right but i thought it was very impressive what the carolina panthers did on that so let's just get right in since that's that's the one that kind of yeah lit a fire under some assholes. so
1: so we'll, we'll kick it off with cmc so the carolina panthers traded uh running back christian mccaffrey to the san francisco 49ers in return they got back a second third fourth round pick in 2023 and a fifth round pick in 2024. So here's the question. Here's what I'm going to do. I have the ESPN article pulled up. Jermaine, Eric, I want to, I want you to give me your grade for these major trades. Give me your grade for both teams. So the San Francisco 49ers getting Chris McCaffrey, give me your grade for it.
0: Uh, McCaffrey in Kyle Shanahan's run system. Um, if kyle shanahan isn't constantly investing mid-round picks in i mean he just took (laughs) he took trey sermon and he took ty davis price right Mm -hmm. and and you know you're not supposed to factor in all these outside mitigating factors but i can't go higher than a b okay for the 49ers just based on optics and everything they gave away a lot of picks but to have cmc for this stretch run um, should bolster this offense. And I know Debo Samuel went up to the GM and thanked him for doing this. So huh? I know some people are very happy about this.
1: Okay. Mm.
2: My grade for CMC, and there's, there's one thing that goes into account here. We have an often injured running back in a field that's notorious for tearing running backs up. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a C plus.
0: C plus? Okay. Yeah. Just All because right. you cause because why? Just because the field injures people?
2: Yeah, because that position is notorious for getting fucked up in that field. And he's already an often injured running back. I think they could have gone for O-line. I think they could have boosted the secondary. I think they gave up a lot to get him when they had. Shanahan's done enough with other good running backs,
0: uh, decent O-line running backs. And, I the O line in San Francisco is not bad, though.
1: Pretty good, pretty good running backs, right? So we'll move on. Can always be better. This is I'm mentioning this oh, because here we love
0: we go with Eric's unrealistic <laughs> fucking standards again. I'm
1: I'm, I'm mentioning I'm mentioning this. Yeah, I, I'm mentioning this because we love this kid on the podcast. The New York Jets, or sorry, the Jacksonville Jaguars trade uh, James Robinson running back to the New York Jets. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars get a conditional sixth round pick, which becomes a fifth round pick if Robinson rushes for 260 yards with the Jets this year. Give me your grades on both teams. We'll start with the Jets. Eric, we'll start with the Jets. Uh oh, I guess we didn't grade the Panthers. Grade the Panthers in the CMC trade, Eric. A plus. A lot of Jermaine? value
0: for a dude who didn't stay on the field. Uh B plus.
1: B plus. Okay.
0: B plus because it's another it's another great Carolina player wasted right and the only reason they're in this situation is because of the draft capital they've recently given up for Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and the fact that Carolina was even able to get this offer if 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 McCaffrey was not hurt does he, I don't think he gets a first round pick, even if he was not an often injured player
1: running backs.
0: So I think they got the value they could, but they needed to do this because they missed on Sam Darnold, which they traded, I think four to five picks for. They missed on Baker Mayfield, which they tr- traded some more picks for, Um, you know, and I'm all for getting picks, but if these picks don't hit, like there's no chance I can give this an a the Carolina Carolina Panthers have proven they don't know what they're doing so until they can draft properly which they still have the old GM I, I don't trust it so right. I'd rather have if I was, I'd rather have CMC for the stretch run as the 49ers than have these picks for this stretch run as the Carolina Panthers makes sure. sense
1: all right Brian Robinson to the Jets Jags get six round pick which is conditional Give me your give me your real quick grades on that. Eric, Uh, we'll start with you.
2: Uh I don't know. C plus. uh, it's it's yeah. I mean it's a doesn't doesn't really move the needle for you. Doesn't doesn't move the needle for them, for me, for the team. It's just yeah, losing Brees Hall is huge, and Robinson isn't gonna replace that.
1: Okay, Jermaine.
0: Uh yeah, it's a C. It's an average grade. Um, you know, they 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 lost Vaya Tucker. The week that Brees Hall got hurt too. So, like, nobody's talking about that, but that's another offensive line injury. You traded for a running back whose, you know, career expected yards added per carry is like 63 yards. <laughs> so, like, historically not good. You traded for a dude coming off an Achilles injury, Um, and he's essentially running like Michael Carter. So what, what was the point of giving away draft capital for this running back? Um, you know, I get that you're a five and three football team, but this was not the move to, to elevate you.
1: Right. All Um, right. Um, the, uh, Chicago bears get a fourth round pick a 2023 fourth round pick for defensive end, Robert Quinn, who moves to the Philadelphia Eagles thoughts jermaine
0: man is 32 years old has one sack on the season um his pressure rates are down from a year before his expected value out added is down from the year before on a team where he was getting a plethora of snaps but facing double teams I, i think a fourth round pick is personally too high i think it should have been a conditional fourth um but adding robert quinn to that front front for philadelphia is good um i'd rather be on i'd rather be on Chicago side so here here's what it looks like fourth round pick was traded to chicago for a player currently earning about 13 to 14 million dollars he's got two more years on his contract i don't think the eagles don't cut him <laughs> see you traded a fourth round pick for a mid-season rental and you were giving you why didn't you why didn't you go after bradley chubb if you were willing to give away capital to make your team better if you were going to spend that kind of money you could have got bradley chubb on on essentially the same deal he's younger he's healthier and he's having he's having the best season of his career bradley chubb is now and for what the eagles needed it was not front frontline help that's not what the eagles needed
1: it was not so um
0: the eagles still get a b from me now b minus sorry it is robert quinn robert quinn did ball out in the second half of last season so if they're hoping to recreate that
1: more power to them he's certainly not gonna be getting double teams anymore eric
2: eagles still have six picks in the draft the bears are paying the majority of his salary. We have depth. It's just to come in to keep fresh legs. We're expecting to be in the Super Bowl. We're expecting to play a Bills. We're expecting to play a Chief. Somebody like that. You have to keep Lyman coming in. You got to get after the quarterback. B plus because he is having a down year. But
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't see. Eric said a really great grade because he's having a bad year.
2: I'm I, I'm saying it, I would. It would have been an A for me if if he had been producing. I also don't know if he gets moved. If he would have been producing, but. He was like I getting said, moved by the. Bears. It, it, it's not okay. I'm gonna say something, and it's not equal to it. It's similar to in in no, theory. No. It's similar in theory no. to the Rams trading for Von Miller. No, it's not. I'm not saying they're the <laughs> no. same caliber. I'm saying you no. bring in a piece
0: that can be an X factor in no. a game. To get to eric,
1: the season, I'm, eric i'm gonna agree with no, jermaine it's a I'm no i'm sorry
0: bro i'm i gave you a b minus i think it's a solid addition especially because you have hargraves you have fletcher cox you have um god damn it, i just blanked on the linebacker brandon graham is, is brandon graham still with you mm-hmm. you have great pass rush so i'll agree with that it do not ever do not be ESPN <laughs> and try to mention this Robert trade <laughs> in the Von Miller realm, dude. I
2: said it's similar in the no, sense. It's,
0: it's, not. It, it <laughs> it's not. It is similar. It's not. It is similar. It's not. 18 and a, and a half reason, sacks last year. There's, there's a reason why Von Miller just signed a five-year, what is it, five-year, $160 million contract with the Buffalo Bills? As an old man. As an old man. He's... I believe he's only like a year younger than Robert Quinn. It is not the same, my friend. Yeah. What I, well, what I, what I will say is the New York jets got a fourth round pick for Jacob Martin
1: on Miller's 33.
0: Oh, he's, he's older. older. Than Robert Quinn. Yeah.
1: It's the same. <laughs> Just all right. All right. We'll move on. Giants get a uh, Giants get a third uh, round pick ba- and a-
0: bears grade for that. Yeah. Also B minus. I think Eric. both teams won in the trade. I do think that. Remember, they got a fourth-round pick. They're in rebuild. It does B. Okay. They got a four- uh, the Chiefs acquired <laughs> no, the wide best. receiver. I actually,
2: see because they're still paying his salary.
0: It doesn't matter. They now have not. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. go ahead,
1: <laughs> All right. The, the Kansas City Chiefs get wide receiver Cardarius Tooney, the most injured New York Giant in human history. Uh, no, the new year, York- Sterling Shepard. Oh, that's Shippard true. That's exists, true. Bro. The New York Giants get a, a third round and a sixth round pick in next year's draft. Rate this trade for me. We'll start with you, Eric. Um, just because I, I don't know what the potential is for Kadarius
2: Tony, like, we haven't seen him mesh with Daniel Jones, we haven't seen him stay on the field at Florida, dude. Was a savage, so I understand my partner over here is going to have a take and he's going to give it. I'm gonna give it a B plus on the upside factor, but that is did a you lot say, of did you,
1: did you just agree that Jermaine gets to talk in this debate?
2: I'm just saying Jermaine's gonna Jermaine has a we talked about it this weekend, <laughs> he's got a hot take on it, so I don't want to say too much. Jermaine has
1: an opinion and that's valuable.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm actually I'm gonna say C plus because a third and a six, that's 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 what they gave up right third and a six.
1: Yeah. Correct.
2: Yeah. I, I mean that's that's a lot for a dude who hasn't really done much. So that's my take on it, but
0: for context, Kadarius Tony has only been in the NFL for 24 football games. Kadarius Tony is in year two of his rookie contract. Kadarius Tony has a higher open average score than what Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez Scantling are putting out this year. Kadarius Tony. Only played small sample sizes with New York Giants. But when he touched the football, he is electric, electric. Now, the man has to be healthy, right? And maybe that's not this year. But let's not forget that Kadarius Tony was a first-round pick last, not this past draft, the year prior. And the other thing that nobody's talking about is that Juju smith is a free agent after this offseason, right? Mikal Hardman is in the final year of his rookie deal. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has non-guaranteed money the next two seasons. Right? This is very much a move for the future and right now.
1: So let's grade it.
0: Let's grade it. I think to only give up a third for a first round talent is pretty good. Okay. Now you still gave up a third third round pick. And does <laughs> does he play this year?
1: Third and a six.
0: And does he help this year? He did um, say he's not injured. Yes, but so did J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> like, you know how reliable That's these true. players are. You know what I mean? Like I want to be on your side on that one because I hope he gets on the field and balls and does good things, but I don't think this is gonna be as impactful this season and everyone's gonna be like, oh, Kadarius Tony's a bust because of it. But going forward, Kadarius Toney for Kansas City will be a big deal. Uh with that being said, I'm going B plus, it's not good enough to get into an A.
1: Okay. Eric, would you give it? What C plus? C plus. Okay let's move on so the bears in their absolute uh in their absolute uh... we only
0: grading the side that
1: gets well it? grade grade both sides that's what i'm intending
0: okay uh cuz the 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 giants uh if 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 eric gave the chiefs <laughs> a c plus for this trade what the fuck did he give the giants the giants d plus easily the giant F. the giants have no wide receivers right now they just (laughs) lost to the seattle seahawks because they have no playmakers
1: and they have a winning record too
0: and the one dude with talent to be on the field and make plays who's very good yards after the catch they just traded they drafted his replacement wandale robinson who has done fuck all (laughs) with darius Slayton still on the roster Tell me why they never traded him. Sterling Shepard is torn his fifty-seventh Achilles. Like, it's unreal what the Giants are doing. They don't want Daniel Jones to succeed. That's what it is. Kenny Galladay's still on this roster. And you traded Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Eric's fucking laughing because he knows I hate fucking Kenny Galladay, bro. All right, next bit, next one.
1: All right. The Bears trade linebacker Roquan Smith to the Ravens. The Chicago Bears get in return linebacker AJ Klein still playing amazingly.
0: Fantastic.
1: And a second and a fifth round pick. Grade it for the Ravens, Jermaine. Um It's not
0: a premium position. Roquan Smith doesn't play a premium position. And he's not as good at rushing the passer. As you would like him to be. With that being said, um, the Ravens develop and they develop well, and he's a two time All Pro, right? Second team All Pro. Um, so I'll defer to the man who has 606 tackles since entering the goddamn <laughs> NFL, right? Second most since entering the NFL. Um, so to trade a second in a fifth is steep. I do, I do think it's very good value. If you got Roquan Smith in the second round, would you be excited? Yes. Okay.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm the. I'm the. Uh, Eric. So I'm
0: going. I'm going A minus for the Ravens.
1: Okay, great for the Bears.
0: Love the trade. Not only did they get a linebacker back, they got a, another second round pick, um, and. A uh, fifth round pick i think it's a great trade for the bears for a player who openly requested a trade who cried when barbara Krim was there who did not want to be a part of this franchise um was playing on a franchise tag to get that kind of value on a player that's playing on a franchise tag is tremendous to me <laughs> you just traded your best player though
1: eric great for the ravens uh
2: b plus um they're, they're pretty bad on defense. I think they're ranked, like, 21st on defense. They have the sixth-ranked offense. So um, getting a guy who tackles a lot, getting a guy who, like Jermaine said, what was the stat you gave me, uh, 15 sacks, five interceptions?
0: Yes. Uh, Roquan Smith is one of two players in the last five seasons to have 15-plus sacks and five-plus interceptions.
2: So, yeah, I mean, they're getting the quality, dude. They love their Bama linebackers. They draft them every year, so um, – yeah, I think it's a B plus. And then for the Bears, guy, the guy that wanted to walk, get some value for him. They're blowing it up anyway. I a B for them. I guess you know you're you're gonna lose him anyway, probably down the line. Seeing as he was crying when you traded his friend, so yeah, yeah, B for
1: them. Okay, grade for the Bears. Uh, just,
2: B, he, B he plus. Set, oh, you set. just
1: graded, both, just, of yeah, yeah, he just he graded both of them. Yeah, I yeah, just graded both of them okay. for you. <laughs> All right, so next trade. Lions interdivisional trade. They trade TJ Hawkinson tied end to the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings uh or D- Detroit receives in return a second round a second round pick this year and a third round pick in 2024. Eric, your grade for the Vikings getting TJ Hawkinson a fourth round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round. Um Man, that's tough. Another weapon.
2: They, I mean, they, they were lacking at the tight end position. The dude's good. The dude's got talent. Um, and they got picks back. I'd probably say like a A-.
1: Okay. And a grade for the <laughs> Lions.
2: I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I, I think <laughs> trading into the division... Um, i wish i knew i wish i knew how much money hawkerson was still owed uh i'd probably go like a b okay
1: jermaine over to you
0: talk about trading for a player who never did anything (laughs) (laughs) you understand what i'm saying
1: yeah it's so funny who
0: was he competing with targets for in in detroit
1: kenny galladay i'm on rob bro
0: yeah exactly thank you <laughs> the, the both of you but now you just gave up a second round pick for him i get it you're in win now mode you're six and one you're you're bringing on a, a top tier tied end talent drafted incredibly high never really paid off i don't know how i feel about this trade to be honest man i really don't i think i like this trade more for the lions than i do for the vikings um i reserve jud i reserve the right to change my opinion what's seeing tj hawkinson in this offense but the tight end is responsible for an incredible amount how long is it going to take him to develop to a new scheme to a new system to, to get chemistry with kirk cousins like this is the reason why we always say rookie tight ends don't pay off so you essentially are making tj hawkinson a rookie tight end again I, I don't know. I feel like T.J. Hawkinson has that name value though, and that's kind of why people think it's a fantastic trade. He's a top five tight end, right?
2: Can I can I interject here? What does he do for the Vikings in the run blocking game?
0: Probably not a whole lot. Can someone look up statistics for him?
2: Because if if he brings any value to the table at that, then maybe he's you know.
0: Yeah, I I don't I just. Um, I, I thought he was going to be great.
1: So I can't, I I can't give you the stats, right? But I can say that, uh, TJ more or TJ Hawkinson's, uh, has a 65 overall score in ESPN's receiver tracking metrics, but it's buoyed by a 73 catch score. So I would assume he doesn't have a very good release and he doesn't have very good route running
0: yeah i don't i don't know man whether that
1: is, translates to run blocking i don't know
0: a second round pick for for tj hawkinson feels steep but uh you're a six what is it six and one six and one football team can anyone confirm nor deny that nope. for minnesota for Minnesota, it's fake news
1: <laughs> eric can you look that up they are eric, six yeah. and
2: one and it's fake news
0: um, I do agree with that. I don't think Minnesota is as good as the record says, but they should make the playoffs. Look, we'll see. I, I'm going to give this grade incomplete. I'm not confident in the value. I reserve the right to lower this, but as of right now, I'm going B minus. I'm going B minus for Minnesota for Detroit. you got a second round pick for TJ Hawkinson. That experiment is over. Uh, you realize you're not going to be competing this year. Um, and now, and now you hope for Jamison Williams and Amon Rob St. Brown to get back healthy and make your receiving core something to, to bang with. Go ahead, Eric.
2: I, I may have to I may have to change my grade on this pick to like a F. Um The dude ranks 49th in yards after cash for tight end. I didn't even know there was 49 tight ends in the league. And then uh, he's drastically terrible at run blocking. 29th ranked
0: yeah i f- this this one screamed name value and i love that detroit pawned them off on minnesota
2: <laughs> and i'm gonna give them For i'm gonna second. actually give it an a because it's gonna give all these vikings fans hope that they're gonna keep this winning record and maybe go to the super bowl just, so to <laughs> so just to get crushed just to get crushed again 38 7
1: that is petty all right moving on steelers trade wide receiver chase claypool to the bears the bears uh or the Steelers get in return the Bears 2023 second round pick. I believe we started with you, Jermaine, last time. Eric, give me your grade for both teams.
2: Uh, just the fact that they moved Claypool out of that locker room. Um, it was congested anyway. I'm gonna give it like a B. Plus. Um for the Bears. You bring in a A drama queen. I'm going to say like a C for the Bears.
1: Okay. And for the Steelers.
2: Uh, For the Steelers, I'm going to go like B+. Okay.
1: Jermaine.
0: A++ for the Steelers. (laughs) The Steelers got the Bears' second round pick back for this (laughs) one. Not the Ravens' pick they just got. The Bears' second round pick for chase claypool i'm good bro i'm good i'm out on this this trade is all bad for the bears uh, look it's good for the bears because who the fuck did you have at wide receiver i think i saw Nikhil harry caught a touchdown the other day
1: in a week wide receiver market too yes
0: and so i'm not gonna knock the bears too much but the whole reason we were hyped for what you were doing is because you were stockpiling picks to have a young Fertile roster. Maybe they got Chase Claypool to see what Justin Fields has, and maybe that's the only extent. But if you just spent a second round pick to get Chase Claypool and it ends up winning you football games, I know that's the end goal. But the Bears are not making the playoffs. I don't. I can't get. I can't get higher than than a a D plus for the Bears on this one, and a plus plus for the Steelers. Look. The Steelers aren't doing so hot right now, but they got a second-round pick for a wide receiver they probably were never going to extend. They've already drafted his replacement. They signed Deontay Johnson, right? And that whole fucking conundrum is over because clearly Deontay Johnson's staying put in Pittsburgh. So uh, the Steelers, another well-run franchise, much like the Ravens, cashed in, smart, got it done.
1: Okay, moving on to the next one. The 49ers since they acquired a running back. Now traded their running back, running back Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins. And in return they got a 2023 5th round pick. Just give me a couple of uh a couple of tidbits on this one, Jermaine.
0: Uh Jeff Wilson rejoins his old offensive coordinator in a similar 49ers run scheme offense and is replacing Roheem Moster and Chase Edmonds who are bottom 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 in the league for yards expected to added not good and jeff wilson has some some gas still for this season also they get they didn't get up give up a lot to get him and they had just moved chase edmonds
1: going to chase edmonds to jeff wilson jr is a pretty good upgrade oh
0: my god for what they paid on top of that, God bless the Dolphins. They f- they this one. I think it's great. It's awesome because Jeff Wilson's a free agent after this year, so you're not on the books for any type of money after this. I think it's a great trade. I think it's a great trade. Jeff Wilson should immediately step in and be the starter. Immediately. So immediately. I'm giving I'm giving the the Dolphins an A minus on this one, personally and the 49ers i think it's smart to get rid of jeff wilson with elijah mitchell coming back you have elijah mitchell and christian mccaffrey on that and then kyle shanahan can pretty much turn any other running back into something if he needs to see matt breeda so i think it's good to recoup those picks that you sent out in the christian mccaffrey trade great trade all the way around b minus 49ers a minus miami dolphins
1: okay eric
2: um a plus for the dolphins they had the 26th rank run game in the nfl um obviously he's an upgrade at a cheap price um good good grade for uh, a minus for the niners they were going to lose him they have christian mccaffrey they don't need him as long as elijah mitchell and mccaffrey can stay healthy you got a fifth rounder out of a guy you're probably going to lose next year so
1: good, okay. you know good
2: value on both sides there
1: all right getting near the end here falcons trade wide receiver Calvin Ridley to the Jacksonville (laughs) Jaguars, suspended wide receiver Calvin Ridley. I should mention the Atlanta Falcons in return, get a 2023 fifth round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick. Eric, your thoughts.
2: Um, because there's no guarantee he gets reinstated. It's kind of sketch. I'm sure he, I'm sure he will be reinstated. Um, I'd probably give it like an A. The dude's a stud. An A? Yeah, I would. The dude's a stud. The dude's proven that he he can do it at this level.
1: Mr. Kalomenes, please let uh, Mr. Washington have his time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was that? Oh, was that your time, Eric?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just I, saying. I Stop talking.
2: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He was. He he ranked ninth in the league. Um. Uh last year for receiving or the, the last year that he actually played 2020. Uh, 2020, uh you have a young quarterback, talented receiver. You got Christian Kirk. Um, I don't know, man. I like it. I think it's a, a fifth and a fourth. The dude was drafted in the first. I like it. I think they're getting a first round talent, not giving up much. And then for the Falcons, I don't know, man, you got a guy who's not playing. You got picks for it. I, I don't know, man, that, that, I would say B for them, just they don't really – who do they have besides Oladeus, Sacamedius, and Kyle Pitts? Might have been nice to keep – maybe get more value for them, so I'll give it a B, but not a bad trade overall. Yo, role.
0: Drake London is good at football. <laughs> and that guy. And, and that guy. All right. That's weird. Okay. Um, A-plus to the Falcons. They got out from this awful Calvin Ridley situation that they were in. They no longer have that black mark from him betting on football, stepping away from mental health issues um, to get picks back from him and to be done. And with Calvin Ridley and have a fresh start is fantastic. Calvin Ridley was not going to help them this year. And Calvin Ridley was probably not going to help them next year. So good riddance. Um, Secondly, uh, for the Jaguars, There's no chance I can give this grade an A. I see everyone gushing about it, and they love to throw all these statistics of Calvin Ridley at me. But Calvin Ridley dominated next to Julio Jones.
1: And a good Julio, too.
0: Let's not forget that Calvin Ridley dominated the league When Julio Jones was demanding triple coverage because Julio Jones averages 90-something yards per game because he's an absolute lights-out wide receiver that no one gives any respect to. I do not know how good Calvin Ridley is. I do not know how committed he is to football. I do not know if his mental health issues will strike again. I do not know what he's going to add to this team. Now, the only reason both these teams will be ranking high is because the Jaguars did not give up much to get him. Should Calvin Ridley miss, then it's a conditional fourth and fifth or whatever it was.
1: Conditional fourth in 2024.
0: If Calvin Ridley hits to the level that people think Calvin Ridley Ridley hits, then it becomes a second. And at that point, I think it's a dead even trade. I don't think there's any winners on that side. Now, would I prefer to have Calvin Ridley and, and and the potential that poses than than the 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 fifth and the fourth they've given away thus far? Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. I just can't guarantee it. I feel like this is another incomplete. I want to be hyped for it, but is Calvin really more Juju Smith-Schuster or is he more Antonio Brown?
1: You know what I mean? Great question. So, All right, we'll finish this up with the biggest trade of the trade deadline. With the Denver Broncos trading outside linebacker, edge rusher, Bradley Chubb, go pack, to the Miami Dolphins, and getting in return the 49ers first round pick, the Dolphins 2024 fourth round pick, and running back Chase Edmonds. Jermaine, we'll start with you. Grade this for me.
0: denver realized something that most teams don't have the honesty to uh, admit and that is that they're not contenders (laughs) am i wrong on this eric
2: no i mean i think they i think they're realizing it
0: they realize they're not contenders and they realize that bradley chubb has been injured twice on a five-year contract that he has not lived up to the hype. Uh I think the highest sack total he's had in a season thus far is 12 and a half. That was his rookie year opposite Von Miller. Um but Bradley Chubb's playing lights out. So I think both sides win this trade. This first round pick can be utilized to get a quarterback <laughs> if that's the route they got to go in Denver which is just absolutely mind-blowing to say out loud. And Miami Dolphins added Jeff Wilson. They added Bradley Chubb. They're already in the running for contending in the AFC. I think it's a great trade on both sides. I'll go with... Um, for Miami, I will go solid B. First-round pick is still a lot to pay, and the man has torn his ACL maybe it was once and then you just missed missed a lot of the season for another entry. And for the Broncos, man, it's tough, but you definitely get a B minus on that one. All right. Chase Edmonds is not good.
2: <laughs> no, he's not. Um I'll probably agree with you. Uh, Dolphins get a B, a um a position they need help at. Uh Dude's having a good year right now. Currently, he's got like five and a half sacks. Uh, He's winning on 30% of his uh, uh, run stop. He's got a run stop win rate at 30%, which puts him at like six in that category. Um, So he's playing good this year. I think preventing it from being an A is the price to give, you know, first round pick. And also, dudes only hit double digit sacks once. Um, He was, and that was his rookie year when he had Vaughn. So, um hasn't lived up to the potential for the Broncos after what they gave up to get uh, Russell Wilson and the terrible, you know, time they've had since they brought him in, just getting <laughs> getting draft capital on a dude that historically hasn't lived up to the hype. Maybe he's having a good season. Yes. Maybe that's why you sell and get a first round pick for him when he's doing that. Uh, but I think getting some draft capital back on a dude who hadn't exactly lived up to the hype is a good move. So I'll give them
0: an A minus a- for that. I do agree with that. I think it's smart. I think you're not winning this season, and you can get a first and a fourth for him. Yeah, let it go. Keep it pushing. Um, you know, you trade that fourth for Robert Quinn. <laughs> 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 um, sh- uh, Last thing I just want to touch on, shout out Naheem Hines, go pack, um, mm-hmm. for almost guaranteeing himself a Super Bowl, or at least the opportunity to, to make a run for it. So uh, I'm sure he's pretty ecstatic to go from the Sam Ellinger led uh three, four, and one Indianapolis Colts to the Josh Allen led what is what are the Bills right now? Six and two? They've lost two games, right? let me see here.
2: Bills are come on, internet. Uh the Bills are now six and one.
0: Six and one. Oh yeah, they mm-hmm. had to the buy already. Mm-hmm. So uh, fun fact for Bradley Chubb his pass r- pass rush win rate this season is only behind Micah Parsons and miles Garrett. So he's That's playing he's, he's playing good this year, but like Eric said, he's only been over double digits, and that was his rookie year, twelve and a half. so uh very interesting a wild trade deadline loved it a lot of other small trades shout out the cowboys for picking up d tackle help steelers for picking up cornerback help falcons traded for a cornerback from the chiefs as well so um man what what a deadline what a what a week of trades i'm glad the nfl has kind of relinquished that draft pick hoarding mentality They've seen what the Rams have done going all in to win a Super Bowl. And I feel like in all sports, copycat leagues live live and reign supreme. That's why everyone's trying to be Steph Curry in the NBA right now. I
2: uh, just want to knock a couple teams. Uh, Houston, uh, New York, and uh, Cleveland, uh, shame on you for not trading Cooks more and Kareem Hunt. Those guys all should have been moved. Shame on them
0: not the jets bro
2: maybe not the jets but
0: I'll give, you, I'll give you the other two for sure i agree with the other two for sure because we sat here and talked about the other two the jets can't give up on elijah moore on this halfway into his second season bro. yeah
1: can't do that
0: trade him <laughs> especially when denzel mims has requested a trade and they ain't traded him like you i get what you're saying you can't give up on elijah moore elijah moore is the best wide receiver on that ro- roster like, you can't give up on him because Zach Wilson not, not is not yet. that not that good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I get what I get what you're saying. Probably because you wanted Elijah Moore somewhere else where he'd be exciting to watch. And so I, I get that sentiment, but I'm not gonna bash the Jets for that. Um, but the Texans, the fuck are you doing? Why are you keeping Brandon Cooks for the second straight season? That dude's in football purgatory. Oh, man. I, I feel so bad. You know, the only sh- like saving grace is like, hey, Brandon Cooks, you caught passes from Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Matt Stafford. Uh, you ain't going to see any talent like that. Yeah, <laughs> never again. Soon. Nope. All right. So it looks like we ran a little long. We're at about a minute, minute 35. You guys got anything else for the fans? Not for me. Nothing for the roomies, huh? Okay. All right so follow us on instagram and twitter at podcast room 303 i've been your host jermaine Cologne mendez this has been my co-host nicholas morhan and as always we've got full of shit epe we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room